Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 29. Hi everyone, how are we this week? My week? It's been a good week for me. You know, putting out a podcast every week, showing up so you, my listeners, can confidently know that your new episode will be there when you go looking for it, is quite a commitment, especially when things go wrong. So it's always a good week for me when I'm able to overcome unexpected problems and still get to be here with you. Before we get into our topic for this week, I just want to remind you that I'm still registering for my Seven Passions Masterclass. Now, in this Masterclass, I take you through the seven passions you can use to help you start a business before the end of 2019. If you think you don't have anything to use to start a small business, even after listening to the last four podcasts, I am going to prove you wrong. Reserve your seat in my online masterclass to find out how. You'll find the registration link for the masterclass at the end of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. I also want to say that I've been looking at the page insights for the vegan baking experience. Remember that? This is our fake kind of business that I've set up just so you can follow the process of setting up a business. And I can see that you've been visiting the page, as I asked, but you haven't been leaving me your visit messages. Come on. If you've visited the page, go back and leave me a message. The idea is that I want you to experience what your audience will experience when you set up your own pages. Whatever it is that made you visit the page but not leave a message, that's what your audience might go through. And so I want you to begin to experience what it is you might have to do to encourage them to engage. So go back and leave me a message so that I know you're beginning to think like your audience. Okay, so this week is our final, final week for our 2019 business setup. We've had four previous weeks of looking at what it takes to set up a blog business. Now, if you're new to the podcast, here's what you've missed. In podcast 25, we looked at four different types of blog businesses we could set up before the end of 2019. And we settled for a video blog business. Or should I say I settled for a video blog business. In podcast 26, we officially set up our video blog business called the Vegan Baking Experience. Buying our URL and setting up our YouTube channel. In podcast 28, we looked at the positive role social media can play in supporting our new business, setting up our business page on Facebook and our Facebook group, and also setting up our business Instagram page. So that's where we are. And in this week's podcast, 
our final Set Up Your Business Before the End of 2019 podcast, I want to look at the power of email as one of the best foundations to support our new businesses. Why email marketing, you might ask? Well, one of the biggest problems about building your audience on social media is that it's like building your own house in somebody else's house. Whilst you have the eyes of the people who like your social media pages, whom we sometimes call your audience, you don't have direct access to their inboxes. And without that, while social media is a great way to keep in touch, without having a way to speak to your audience directly, then we're at the mercy of rule changes and algorithms with Facebook and Instagram and any other social media site for that matter. Because these kinds of sites, like I said, they're great for getting the eyes of your audience on your thing. But without direct access to your audience, then you're at the mercy of these social media sites because they can act to limit the amount of eyes our followers can have on our posts. Now, the reason Facebook and Instagram and all of the social media sites do this is because the social media business model is moving towards paid advertising, where if you want to reach eyes that are interested in what your business might be offering, you're more likely going to have to pay for some or all of that privilege on social media. The alternative to this is to have an engaged audience on social media. And one of the routes to getting that engaged audience is to have an engaged list of people on your email list. And the way to get people on that list is to offer them content that's educational, content that's inspirational, content that's entertaining, content that connects with the hearts and minds of your followers and people who may be interested in your thing. And finally, content that promotes your thing. Once you have these different types of content, the next thing you need to do is to create downloadable free content, which your followers would want to get. And you allow them to get that content in exchange for their emails. Keep doing this by creating good quality content. And what will happen is that you will consistently grow your email list because you will be exchanging good quality downloadable content off the back of great email posts and great social media posts. And because the content is good, people will be prepared to give you their email in exchange for downloadable content that helps them with their thing. Now, depending on the type of business you're setting up, there'll be a different type of purpose for your email. So, for example, the vegan baking experience is an online education tool because we are teaching people how to do something. In this case, how to produce vegan baked goods. Now, as an online educator with the vegan baking experience, I need my emails to show people that I'm an expert at this topic and therefore I'm the person they should turn to if they need help with baking vegan products. I would also want to use my emails to show my followers how to shortcut other learning curves like 
Let's say, for example, how to bake cakes using electric or gas ovens. You know that one. It's always frustrating when you try to turn the gas mark into an electric mark because the two ovens don't operate in the same kind of way. I could also use my emails to showcase my vegan baking cookbook that I've created containing some of my most popular recipes. Remember I talked about that and the fact that having set up this vegan baking blog, I was going to create a cookbook two years down the line. Well, I can use my emails to promote that. And finally, I might use email to put out some key learning points from some of my video blogs. Now, I'm not sure if anyone has taken the plunge and set up a business using the guides I've put out in the last four podcasts. But if you have, then it's useful to know what you might want to use email for. If, let's say, for example, you've set up a business, but it's a product or service based business. For product-based businesses, you could use your email to tell a story that compels people to feel that they should be your customer and should really buy from you. Alternatively, you could use email to advertise new products to your followers and people on your email list. As a product-based business, you're creating products people want or struggle to create themselves. So you could use your email to help your followers to get over a particular pain point. For example, if you've managed to crack the buttercream icing for vegan baking, you know that one where it just doesn't quite taste the same as non-vegan cakes? You might want to show people how you actually dealt with that particular pain point so that when they're doing their baking, their results are more likely to turn out like yours. Or if people are looking for a solution to particular problems, you might want to use your email to offer your product as the perfect solution to that problem. For example, if you're teaching people how to stick to their vegan diet, you might want to create a meal plan and a shopping list that helps people to shop and plan their meals for the week. I mean, people will just go for that stuff because people just don't have the time to work out full meal plans. So they generally just go into supermarkets and just buy something off the shelf. If you can create a simple meal plan for people and tell them what they need to buy on a particular day, they'll rip your hands off. And that's what I mean by producing content that speaks to people's pain points. And finally, in product based businesses, you could use your email to give your customers priority ordering of new products that you create before anyone else gets them. Now, if you're running a service-based business, then your use of email is going to be slightly different. And when I think about service-based businesses, these are things like accountancy services or going into somebody's house and cleaning for them or ironing for them, being a personal trainer, being a development coach, that sort of thing. So if you've got a service-based business, you can use email to provide great teaching and service tips that encourage people to see you 
as the number one person to hire to provide that service. For example, I know that if I'm looking for a particular online service like booking appointments, I have my favourites that I will always go to first before looking elsewhere. Now, the reason I stick to my favourites is because the people I deal with have consistently presented themselves as the experts in this area. And so I know that if I go to them, I'm going to get the thing, not just that I want, but the thing that I need. And so you can use your email to channel your services as the thing that people need and as the number one go-to person to provide that service because you are consistently presenting yourself as the expert in this area. Now, if you're good at the service you provide, then encouraging people to sign up to your email by providing them with great content in return for your email will be an easy thing to do because you're setting yourself up in their mind as the expert and then you're staying connected to them with great expert service tips. And finally, you can serve your audience using email by educating them about what's on offer from services that may be aligned to what you're providing. And you can use email to support your audience to understand how those aligned services might work for them. Using your email in this way to connect with your audience helps to build that know, like and trust factor because you're constantly communicating with your audience about why it's important to choose the right services and why it's important for them to choose you. Whatever business you set up, whether it's an educating, a product or a service-based business, the most important thing you need to remember is to be consistent in your contact with your audience. In terms of the newly formed The Vegan Baking Experience, this would mean that I have to be sure to stay in contact with my audience on a regular basis. Now, if you're on my mailing list for the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, you'll already see this practice in action because you'll already be receiving emails from me every week. Sometimes those emails are in the form of short blogs that extend the content of what you're listening to in my podcasts. And sometimes they just provide interesting tips and tricks about living your best life in Africa or about some aspect of personal development or business creation that I've been talking about or that I feel you might be interested in. Now, if you're thinking about what kinds of format you could use for your emails, then you could put more content into your emails by sending out weekly newsletters, which should also contain content that continues to build that connection with your audience and is also engaging content so that it keeps your audience focused on what you are doing. A good email newsletter can use a mix of text and images to stimulate the curiosity and the interest of your audience. And the way to get started 
is to use an email service provider that supports you with newsletter templates. I don't know if you've ever received an email newsletter. If you have, what you tend to find is that the content is sort of structured in a particular way. And what changes are the pictures and the words. And sometimes where the pictures and words are placed can also change. And that is called a newsletter template. Now, a good email service provider will provide you with a range of different newsletter templates that offer what's called a drag and drop system of creating your newsletter. Drag and drop means that you can drag things like pictures from your computer or your device and you can drop them directly into the email template where you want them to go. Meaning that all the coding that holds the newsletter together has already been done for you. And so you don't have to know how to code in order to get your newsletter to look good. You are going to have to put some time in, though, to get used to the platform so that when you finish the email, it looks good. Now, if you're looking for a free email provider with lots of reasonable templates, then I would recommend MailChimp. And you can find MailChimp at MailChimp.com. Using this provider, you can set up an account, set up your audience, that means import emails from people who sign up for your content and maybe just some emails of family members just so you can test it out. You can customise a sign-up form. That's a little form that asks for people's name and their email. And you can also create a newsletter, which in MailChimp is called a campaign. You can do all these things for free in MailChimp. And if my memory serves me correctly, MailChimp lets you collect up to 2,000 emails before they start charging you for their services. And that's a great number because once you've reached 2,000 emails, then you're on to something. Now, if you've already got 2,000 emails and you've got some money to spare, there are other more integrated email service providers that you can use. But for the purposes of this podcast and our theme of starting a brand new business before the end of 2019, then MailChimp will do just fine. And there you have it. We've completed the whole process of setting up a business in 2019 from start to finish. If you have a business in you that can be set up before the end of the year, then re-listen to podcast 25, 26, 28 and this week's podcast, podcast 29. And if you're looking for inspiration about what kinds of businesses you can set up, then re-listen to podcast 23 and 24. And if you follow the process through, you can start a business before the end of 2019 if the kind of business you have in mind matches some of the content that we've shared over the last six weeks, over these specific podcasts. That's 23, 24, 25, 26, 28 and this week's podcast 29. Once you've got all of that content in your mind, 
that immediately puts you ahead of the game. Why? Because with a business that is based on your passion, you have the basis from which to build so you can begin the process of planning to make new money to sack your boss and live your best life. If you can find the time, let me know how you found this series of podcasts. I would love to hear your experiences because this helps me to go forward and build future learning opportunities that can take you to where you need to be. And more importantly for me, it helps us to stay in touch with each other because I don't know about you, but I am really enjoying making these podcasts every week. If you need help to build on your passion, then click the masterclass link at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast and I'll see you in the masterclass session where I guarantee you will leave inspired. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asher and for this week, I'm out.